Welcome to Pathway to Faith with Bishop Steve Howe. Turn your expectations high as you receive the word from our man of God. Prepare yourself to hear a life-changing message. Let's tune in now. We're going to continue the message from Sunday, but we're staying on this course to cultivating confidence. And the word that we got on Sunday is that courage is the fuel to your confidence. And so we discovered that courage alone is that inner man, that inner person that we're building up, that we're strengthening to ultimately wear the outer man where people say, oh, they're so confident. And so we went through a journey. We followed Moses. We followed Josh. We left the land of uh, the Israelites, left the land of Egypt, and came into the land of Canaan. And then we heard about the leadership. Well, we're going to another leadership tonight. We're going to hear study another person. And you're going to walk away with seven stages of confidence. And I'm really excited about this part two of this. We got some things and you got started. Hopefully you're already meditating. Hopefully you're already deciding to meditate on the word. We heard that the other on Sunday. Hopefully you got the meditation book, Success Through Meditation. We'll continue to talk about that. Our pastor wrote us that wrote that book. Hopefully you are at a place now where you're starting to get the word first in your mouth. Let's pray. Father, we certainly thank you for what, you're, what you've done and what you're doing. We receive the word from our man of God, our pastor, our leader, our teacher, our overseer, Dr. Steve Howe. We've received now, we sit now at the edge of our seat to receive what you have for us to continue in this vein of cultivating confidence. Let's begin in Jesus' name. Let's look at the meaning of what does cultivate mean. Let's see what cultivate means. Cultivate means simply to prepare. What is the full meaning of cultivate? To prepare the land for the raising of crops, to cultivate a field, to raise or assist in the growth of crops by tilling the soil. Cultivate also means to improve or to develop by careful attention. Cultivate means training. Cultivate means to study. So when we look at that, we can, we can say, okay, so if we're cultivating confidence, that means we are developing and we're giving special attention to an area of our lives. We're getting special attention to a relationship. We can cultivate a relationship. What does it mean in a relationship? To cultivate a relationship is simply to develop a friendship or a relationship with someone and it's usually just to, to create a relationship that can be long-lasting, that could be beneficial to the both of you. There also is a term talked about a cultivated woman. A cultivated woman is, is an adjective of the word cultivated. She's well-educated. She has good manners. She's cultured. Here at Harvest Church, we have cultured pearls. And you go from being a pebble where you're very young and very rough edges, and that's our babies to six years old, then we move to the pink pearls where we're getting her all starting her polishing classes and she's learning about the art of being a lady. At Harvest Church, we move from pink pearls to our teens and we have junior pearls. And then from, from our junior pearls, she graduates from high school. And from 18 to 29, we have our freshwater pearls. And we remember in our freshwater days, we thought we were all that and two bags of chips. And then by the time you're 30 to 50, we have what we call just the pearl itself. And that's when you're in your careers and you're developing and you're, you're finding out who you are. And then when you turn 50 here at Harvest Church, we move from being 
pearls to cultured pearls. And we just define what a cultured pearl, well-groomed in manners and educated. She knows how to walk in a room. She knows how to carry herself. She knows who she is, and she knows her God. And then by the time she's at least 70, she's no longer just a cultured pearl. She is the mother of pearls. It's, a complete, it's complete here at Harvest Church because he, we're complete in him. So we start from the crib, and we know they're just pebbles. And we call them pebbles. We have pebble teas and all the things with pebbles. And so with that, cultivating, but then, that, then I went even further, okay? They're, in Hebrew, cultivate simply means to nurture, to foster, to breed, to cherish. And in some cases, culture, cultivate means to nurse. It means to nurse. It means to watch it. So this thing called confidence, this is not something you just put on and say, oh, I'm going to be confident today. You can't just put it on and take it off. It's something that you're developing this confidence, and you're developing your courage, and you're getting stronger, and you can walk in a place because you've studied the word, you've meditated the word. We went through the five, the five M's. Let's go through the five M's as we recap. We studied Joshua, and the Lord talked to Joshua, told him to be strong and courageous over in Joshua 1, verse 6, 7, 8, 9, Moses is dead, and then God tells Joshua to have the word, this book of the law shall not depart out of the first M was what? Out of thy mouth. That the word has to be in our mouth, and it should stay there, and you should, you should not let it depart out of your, your mouth. So that means that very thing, to start, to prepare you to walk in confidence, to prepare you to be strong and courageous, you must have the word in your mouth. So guarding your ear gates, guarding your eye gates, guarding what you're hearing has everything to do with what comes out of your mouth. If 80% of your conversation is talking about what's going on in the world today, then that means 80% of what you're hearing is what you're talking about. And for right now, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of noise. There's a lot of voices. But you can't, you can't do this thing called be strong and courageous and listen to all the voices. You can't let CNN and Dr. Fauci and, and the pandemic and the Ukraine and the governmental agencies determine how you think and what you say. You really have to step into an arena. So with, with everything that's been said, when you come to the house of God and you step in any place, we're going to talk first about creating an atmosphere where this courage can be nurtured. And that, that atmosphere is in your home. The atmosphere is in your car. The atmosphere is where you go. Everywhere you go, there's three things that's expected when you step into a place. You're going to run into an atmosphere. You're going to run into a culture. Cultivate. You're going to run into an established culture. And then there's going to be some established expectations. So, when you, for instance, when you go to a library, three things you're going to run into. There's an atmosphere. So you can't go in the library all loud. Most librarians were mean. I always had to be told, shh, shh, shh. So there's an atmosphere in the library. Interesting enough today, the culture of students we have and children that we're raising probably don't know much about that atmosphere of a library. 
because they're probably are not reading a lot of books. But when we were little, we went to the library to get books. And before we went in, we were told, now you're going into the library. They told you about the expected atmosphere, the culture that goes on in the library, and the expectations of how you should behave. And when we were little, and we went into certain department stores, when I was little, we stood outside and we were told the atmosphere in Dillard's is not the same atmosphere that's in Ben Franklin Five and Nine. You can't be running around like you do in Woolworth. I got you on Canal Street. We'll work with them french fries back there. That counter wasn't that good in the 60s. Boy, that was something good. I just wanted to go to the back and get the french fries. I'm talking, I'm sorry, we, we just went back to Louisiana. I've got a homeboy in the room. And I just had to hit Canal Street, New Orleans. We just went right to Woolworth. I'm sorry, Mr. Bojangle in the window. Krause, you, you, yeah, you, Christmas, yeah, uh-huh. We just went home for a minute. I'm back, I'm back. Atmosphere for a symphony. When you were taken to the symphony. Atmosphere. Expectations. <clears throat> Those of you who play golf, you can't go on the golf course. That go I've never played golf. So you can't go on the golf course, I, I was told, with a whole lot of chatter. There's a certain atmosphere. There's a certain expectation. There's a certain culture, a certain behavior. Well, the same thing, so it is in the natural. You can go from one place to the other. If you went to a Chiefs ball game, well, you, you don't go to the ball game and act like you're the library. Because there's an expectation, if you're going to go to the Chiefs, you're not going to go with your, your corporate America suit on. They don't know who you're rooting for. You got to have your pom-poms. You got to have your colors on. You got to stand up when everybody else is standing up. My daughter, and uh, my daughter, Maramaya, turned, um, had a birthday years ago, and we went to the Beyonce concert. And so I paid for everything because that's what she wanted to do. I said, I'm going to go to concert with her. And so I only knew two songs by Beyonce. So I was waiting for two songs, and she didn't only give me a little piece of it. So all the other songs I didn't know. So I'm at the concert, atmosphere, culture, expectations. So everybody is standing up for the whole time at the concert. So I stood for a while, then I just sat down. So when, when the song came on, Brenda and I were there, and everybody just started screaming and swinging their hair like Beyonce. And so Brenda and I, we just started swinging our hair and screaming with the kids. <laughs> and we had the best fun. <laughs> and she only sung like 30 seconds of the song. I <laughs> and we were just Beyonce. We were just old Beyonce. We were beyond somebody. <laughs> so we got in the concert. We had a great time, but my daughter was having a great time. She, it was her dream. We were living it with her, and we had a great time. We went out to eat. We Ubered back to the hotel, and we were exhausted from all the walking to the seat and back to the car. Culture and the natural, that's one way. But when you're talking about cultivating courage, you got to shift gears. You have to leave this world. Because God is, we talked about, God is a spirit. 
and we who love him must worship him in spirit, in truth. So we can't be in the world trying to meet God because he is not in the world. And we who are born again, we are in the world, but we are not of the world. So to get this courage, which is a divine gift from God, when he said to Joshua, this is how you get it. Meditating my word day and night, the book of the law changed, shall not depart. Observe to do all that's in. First, the book must be in the mouth. Two, M, second M, meditate. I talked about five M's, right? Meditate day and night, meditate day and night, meditate day and night, night and dead on what? The word. Meditate day and night, night and day. Well, that sounds like you don't have room for all that other, them other atmospheres we talked about. We don't have, it sounds like you can't do all of that and still be in his presence. And walk in his strength and be strong and courageous that we talked about on Sunday. You are going to have to shift to a new place to meet him. So you create an atmosphere, your atmosphere at home, your atmosphere in your car, your atmosphere in your conversations. You can't be on the phone all the time telling everybody everything and you in everybody's business. For this thing... You're going to have to be set apart. You're going to have to take a season. We ask you to meditate for 90 days. Then that's going to have to be a season where your family and friends are knowing, I'm doing something. I'm going somewhere. And I'm creating an atmosphere around me. So I can walk in this. Mouth, meditate. And the Bible says, and that you may observe, you may observe, maybe you will, maybe you won't observe to do all that's in the word. So you can't pick and choose when it comes to this strong and courageous. You got to do it all. And what is all? All means what? Good class. All means all. All means all. All means to tithe. All means to give an offering. All means to honor. All means to hear and obey. All means to be quick to hear and slow to wrath, slow to speak. All means all. So we have to observe to do all that's in the word. Do you know how much is in the word? So, you know, you're going to have to spend some time. We talked about this was our Bible. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. Can we do what it says I can do? Then, then you can clearly say when you observe to do all, then you can really stand on the promises, oh, all things are possible. Now I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me because I have observed to do all. See, you over here say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, but you haven't, observed, you haven't observed to do all. But you won't all. But you haven't done all. So you're not strong and courageous. 
So when the enemy comes in like a flood, you get poop knocked over. There go your all. Mouth, meditation, that you may observe to do all. And then I told you five M's, and yesterday, somewhere pretty around 3 o'clock in the morning, I said, I know there's a fifth M. Help me to see this fifth M. The Holy Ghost gave it to me early yesterday morning. That you make your way prosperous. So you can make your way prosperous, or you can just make your way. Because you're making something. And what you have today is what you made. Let me take you home. Say, let's go home. I was um, preparing, in between preparing today, and, and um, my husband was in and out the, the kitchen while I was, had stuff scattered everywhere. And, and then he saw me just kind of cleaning up something. He said, what, did, what are you doing? I said, I just made a mess. I knocked over something trying to reach over the counter, and things were just everywhere. And he said, well, I'll just get it. I said, no, I'll clean it up. I made the mess. And so I cleaned it up. And so have you made a mess of things in the marriage? Because you started out on one journey. You got sidetracked. You've got your thoughts engaged in it. You started thinking your own way. You used your own wisdom. You didn't trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. You trusted in the Lord for a while, and then you started figuring it out yourself. Lean not, lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways, there's that all. In all your ways that I observe to do all, I can do all things through Christ. All is all in the Bible. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things? Don't you want the all in your life? Don't you want all things? Don't you want to make all? Don't you want to observe to do all? Sure we do, then let's do it. Stop playing. And stop trying to figure it out. And stop trying to be smarter than God. And stop trying to sound like you're so intelligent. I share with my youngest, we went round and around on the mask and the, all that, where not to. I said, look, I, I don't have a degree like Fauci. I'm not even going to try to figure that out. I am not going to even think I'm intelligent enough to get here and argue and think that I can eat right. I hadn't been eating right. That I can eat right, start, start an organic lifestyle now at 61 and change my body so COVID don't find me. So you think I'm going to sit here and have this, this unintelligent conversation and argue with everybody who says Fauci's wrong. God created doctors to give us information. Dr. Stanley gave us information. We got to make a, a sound choice. Pastor gave us the word, and then God brings information to you so that you don't perish for lack of knowledge. So now I have knowledge. I've got with knowledge, i got wisdom, and in all wisdom, I get understanding and I'm just going to trust the man of God when he said no one's going to die if we just do all. 
because I don't have time to figure all that out. I'm going to come here and sit down, hear the word, and believe God. Somebody prayed because I know I didn't meditate, and it was not in my mouth day and night, and I didn't stay up day and night praying. And I woke up, and they said, pandemic. I went to bed, and I woke up, and it was a pandemic. You did, too. Don't look at me like you did something different. You did the same thing I did. We all didn't even know what a pandemic was. We had to go to the definition. We didn't know a pandemic from an epidemic. We just knew something was going on. But thank God for our man of God. I found the last M. You make your way prosperous, and then you have in good success is manifestation. Yeah. So there's your M. Let's move forward. Tonight we're talking about filling up. Say, I'm filling up. Because we're talking about this fuel, right? We're talking about this fuel for confidence. You got to get the tape on Sunday because you all are way too quiet. Sunday you were up and down, and they told me finally they didn't know whether to stand or to sit on Sunday. <laughs> I, I, I got the report. We didn't know whether to stand or sit. I said, I'm going to be nice and just let everybody just sit down. There's one more cultivator. I looked up. I'm, I'm a country girl. There's a machine that's called a cultivator. And a cultivator is like a big tractor. It's a, foreign, it's a foreign piece of equipment. It's a machine that's designed to stir up the soil. To stir, this, to stir the soil around a crop as it, watch this, to stir the soil around a crop as it matures. To promote growth and destroy weeds. Sounds like a bishop to me. It's a cultivator. Sounds like a pastor, teacher, prophet, apostle, and evangelist. Sounds like our own very own Bishop Steve helped to stir up the soil and all the ministers that he assigned to this house and all the deacons to stir up the soil around the crop. There's that land trying to get you to your land as it matures, as I mature in the word. For what? To promote growth and to also the cultivator comes in to destroy the weeds in your life. To destroy the weeds. So we, we, can be, we can cultivate confidence, but we can thank God for a cultivator. Amen? Let's go to the word now. We're going into, and we showed that clip of pastor. And I showed it on purpose because he gave us that word. That was actually the watch hour service when we were had our, we were, our 2020 it was just ending. And we, we had to have service at home. We were all at home. We were in, our, in his study. And that was 2020, the end of 2020. And he led us into a word that says that 2021 would be the year of recovery and stability and recovery. And we're going to tie from 2020, the year of stability in 2021, stability and recovery out of 1 Samuel, to this is the year of confidence. And what I want you to do is to see as prophetically as God took us from 2021, the year of stability and recovery, we do that with confidence. And so I don't want you to start seeing the word that we've gotten over the years. I don't want you to see them in the isolation of 12 months. Because the Bible isn't written. It's just written in chapters, and we've been taught that. It's just been written in chapters so we could better see and understand. And so they give you chapters and verses, but the story just continues. So as we came out of stability and recovery, we got the word on, now you're going to recover, but we, you're going to have to do it with confidence. And so that's the, only, that's the only thing that happened in December when it ended. 
we move from still, we're still recovering. Are we not still recovering? Are we still getting back somewhere to a new place? Well, David, that's where we're going to go. Let's go there. First Samuel 30, verse 1 through 7. And so here we are. And so David uh, and, his, and his men reaches a glag. And so, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just summarize. David and his men, it was 600 men, had gone to war, and they came back to Ziglag. And they discovered that the, the, uh, the city was destroyed. The families were taken away. The children were taken away. And they had been attacked. Ziglag had burned. And they had taken captive the women and everyone else in it, both young and old. They killed none of them, but they carried them off as they went on their way. When David and his men reached Ziglag, they found it destroyed by fire, and their wives and sons and daughters had been taken captive. So David and his men wept aloud until they had no strength left to weep. David's two wives had been captured, Ahinamah of Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel. David was greatly distressed because the men were talking of stoning him. Each one was bitter in spirit because of his sons and daughters. But David found strength in the Lord, his God. Then David said to Abathar, the priest, the son of Himelech, bring me the ephod. Abathar brought it to him. So the back story is David, they've come back, and they found that the whole, the whole city had been burned, and the families, their families, their wives, and their children had been taken. And the men that were with this leader, we just talked about Moses was the leader, Joshua was the leader, here's another leader. And David discovered that Everything's been destroyed. His wives are gone. Well, the men that were with him were very angry, and that sounds like that. That sounds pretty normal. They were angry at David. They talked about, we're going to stone you. You brought us out here to war. We come back. Our family's gone. And the Bible says that the men cried so much until they cried until they couldn't cry anymore. And the Bible says that David was what? Greatly what? Distressed. Did you read the scripture? Okay, we got you in person. So David was distressed. The people were distressed. Can we say that David was? David was distressed. And so he didn't know what to do, but he did something. So there was a priest there. Priestly garment, the ephod, was all he had because he couldn't go back into the, the tabernacle. was burned out. He couldn't return. So here he is. What do I do? So David did something. He said, what did David do? Let's look at, let's look at verse 8. And David inquired of the Lord, shall I pursue this raiding party? Will I overtake them? And the Lord answered, pursue. You will certainly overtake them, and you will, you will succeed in the rescue. And so we know that David went on, and he went back, and he pursued, and everybody was restored. But our stages of cultivation are hidden in this message. And I can tell you, anywhere where you personally feel like, I'm not winning at this. I'm not getting this. There's some place in here we're missing it. I promise you, you have skipped one of the stages. Or you need to go back to one of the stages. Because you already, you're on a journey of meditation. You got the word in your mouth and you got it in your heart. You're already meditating. You're doing this meditation and you're on this journey day and night. Night and day. Because you're on a journey for courage. You're on a journey to walk in confidence. You're on a journey to step into something that's so big, and it's clear you need confidence because the man of God said, this is the year of confidence, and he's spending all this time to teach us how to cultivate it. It's clear I'm going to need confidence for something. 
And so we're going to fill up. We're talking about this whole fuel. We're going to talk about filling ourselves and filling our thoughts and filling our minds and filling our homes and creating an atmosphere in our marriages, an atmosphere where we can step in the presence of God when we wake up. And I can tell you one thing you can do to create that atmosphere is put your radio. We have, I was on 88.5 at the church. We have it on at my home. It's on all the time. It never goes off. And so that helps to create an atmosphere of, my children have slept in it. We, it's, just, it's just what we do. Pastor has talked about it. When you leave here, the sanctuary, there's a radio on. There's a radio on in the hallway that plays nothing but worship music. No talk show, nobody coming up with their own theory, no special speakers, no word from this radio station and that radio station and this person's got a YouTube channel. Just one word, just worship. So it creates that atmosphere. So when you wake up in the morning, you just can wake up at least already stepping into something. Hopefully that'll help you. So David was found out that the people were greatly distressed. Well, a part of being courageous and a synonym of being courageous is courage. Well, there comes a place when the enemy says, we're going to walk in this confidence, that he will try to discourage you. And discouragement comes to get you off course. Discouragement comes to get you off sidetrack. Discouragement comes to stop your faith. Discouragement comes, you get a bad report. Discouragement comes because he doesn't want you. He thinks he knows everything, but Satan doesn't know everything. He wants to get you to just quit and say, well, I give up. Well, we got a word this year that this is the year of confidence, so that means we can't quit. So we're going to cultivate this. We're going to nurture this. We're going to nurse it. We're going to let the cultivator keep telling us what we need to do. And I guess today I'm one of your cultivators to remove the weeds, remove the weeds, remove the weeds so that I can walk in this. And I'm stronger today than I was yesterday because I did something in the word. And that was to begin to observe, to do all that's in it. David was greatly distressed, but David did something as he got the ephah from the priest. David encouraged himself in the Lord. So what did David do? David went back, and David started thinking, well, when I was small, when I was young, I slew the bear. And then I killed the lion. And so David started thinking about what he did. David, this is not the first time David was had to come and was discouraged. Because when he faced Goliath, he had to encourage himself then. And at that time, he was just a boy. And he said, well, I killed the lion, I killed the bear. So by the time now, he's, he's, a, he's a great leader, and he's got all these men mad at him. He probably started thinking about Goliath at that time. He said, well, there was a giant in the land. And he had to encourage himself. Put your things aside and put your things aside at home. Let's start, let's practice some encouragement around here. Let's stand to our feet and say, I'm strong in the Lord. Let's just say you got a report from the, from the doctor and you got a report and it's just not good. You got a call, you got a text. Then you have to encourage yourself. So how do we do that? I'm strong in the Lord. I'm well able. I've been here before and God was with me then. And God is with me now. I'm motivated. I'm prepared. I'm equipped. My mind is alert. 
My heart is ready. I can do this. We got this because God goes before me. God goes before me. God goes before me. God goes before me. God is with me. God is in me. We are well able. You've just been encouraged. Pat yourself on the back. Yes. And so you just stand up and you start speaking out loud. And if you're at work, you just stand up and you go take a coffee break. And you just walk off with your mask and you say, I'm strong in the Lord. And God is with me. Oh, the devil's a liar. Oh, we're going to do this. I'm well able. I've been taught of the Lord. I got a good pastor. I got a good cultivator. I know I'm strong in the Lord today. I'm encouraging myself. David encouraged himself. And how do you encourage yourself? You rehearse it. You rehearse your past victories. That's all David did when he said, I killed the bear. Rehearse it. I killed the lion. Rehearse it. I killed Goliath. Rehearse it. I got a man of God. Rehearse it. I go to a good church. I've been taught the word. I believe the word. You got to rehearse it. And when you rehearse it, you reverse it. You reverse it, and the enemy starts backing up. Whoa, wait a minute. We got to back up off of her because you are rehearsing God's promises. I know the word. So let's rehearse again. Say, I'm strong in the Lord. I can do all things. I'm well able. The greater one is on the inside of me. I'm an overcomer, and I overcome by the blood of the lamb. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. Whatever my hands touch, you've been encouraged today. David encouraged himself. So stop calling mama because mama might not encourage you. Stop calling daddy. Even sometimes husbands don't always get it. You got to encourage yourself. I said it. Because I know there's been times, Pastor said, and I'm crying. I got, you know, I cry very softly because I wasn't allowed to roll around and have tantrums like these kids do today. Just fall all out and just, I wasn't allowed to do any of that. I couldn't do it. If I acted like I was going to go, my mom said, you can go nuts, I'll go with you. You can go nuts if you want. You can act crazy. You'll see the craziest one in the room is me. She said, you want to cry, I'll give you a river. And all them other things. So I, I learned how to just stand still in a box and just let the tears come down my face. I don't wipe my shirt. It just is my river. And so that happened when we first married early on. He, he didn't know. So he would just look over and say, what is it now? I didn't mind the what is it. It was the now that hurt. It just hurt. Because you missed the last time I was crying. And the last time I was crying. So I had to encourage myself. So I get it. Sometimes you just by yourself. That's what David was. He was alone. He felt like he let him down. I got a husband. He is too tickled. He's not that what's that. What is it now? I know you have. You did it to your wife. You didn't get it the last time. If you had fixed the last time, it wouldn't be a now. Fix it. Go home and fix your marriage. First stages of cultivation. David, you may be seated. David encouraged himself. Number two, 
in the scripture we heard it, the second stage of cultivation. After you encourage yourself, after you remind yourself, after you remind yourself who you are in Christ. Come on, shake this off. I know who I am in Christ. Shake it off. You can do this. Come on, come on, girl. You can do this. Straighten up, straighten up. All right, walk yourself through it. Talk your scripture. Do all them 21. I can. I can. I'm confident. Say all the 21. I'm confident scriptures that pastor gave us. You're encouraged. Then the second stage of cultivation, David inquired of the Lord. Now you go to God. Because when you encouraged yourself, what did you do? You stepped out of the situation. Encouragement took you into the realm of the spirit. Took you into the presence of God. And then now you can inquire and now you can hear. Second stage, you inquire of the Lord. What must I do now? But you don't just, oh, I'm just so mad. God, what do I do? No, you have to create an atmosphere. And encouraging yourself creates the atmosphere. It cre- because you're encouraging yourself with what? The word. So God shows up on the word. The Holy Spirit shows up on the word. The ministering angel shows up on the word. Because you've encouraged yourself. You built yourself up. And so now you can inquire of God, and then now you can hear from God. And the angels are just saying, what are we doing? What are we doing? Okay. So you inquire. Second thing, he inquired of God. Third thing after that in the scripture. After you inquire of God, say encourage yourself. Say inquire. The third thing you do is after God speaks, God told him, go, pursue, overtake. Then you embrace. You encourage, you inquire, you embrace. What are you embracing? You're embracing the light of God's word. You're embracing the assignment. You've got to embrace it. Okay, this is what I need to do. I've heard from the Lord. I've encouraged. I've inquired. You embrace the light of the word. He says, at the entrance of my word, there's light. There's light in God's word. And it may be a faint light, but you're going to see your way. I can see my way. And I don't have to see it to the end. I just need to follow the light. Because the light's going to lead me to the end. I'm not concerned about the end. I just need to see the light. And the light of the word, light can dispel darkness, but darkness can't dispel light. All I got to get is the light of the word. God, what are you saying? Go see the doctor. That's all he said, go see the doctor. Because you got, oh, I'm going to go to the doctor. You know, all your own wisdom, and you, you need to go see the doctor. Because you talk to mommy, well, you know, we had so-and-so, and so you talk to girl, I had that girl, and you got all that wisdom instead of encouraging yourself, inquiring of the Lord, and, the, and God said, go see the doctor. And you don't want to go see the doctor. So you embrace it. That's what somebody, somebody's supposed to go see the doctor. I don't know who that's for. Somebody needs to just go see the doctor. You need to stop all them homemade remedies. And stop being rebellious. My pastor don't take no medicine. I'm not taking no medicine. You might need to be taking medicine. At least for a season. Some, can, can we just say go see the doctor? I don't know who it's for, but somebody need to go see the doctor tonight. And there might be somebody watching. E-church, go see the doctor. After you encourage, after you, uh, after you uh, inquire, after you enlighten, you embrace. I'm sorry, number three is enlighten. You inquire, you enlighten. You're enlightened by the word. And then you embrace. 
after you embrace it, all right, I got the word. I got the promise. I heard what God says. This is what we need to do, baby. We got it. We've encouraged. We've been encouraged. We've inquired. God has spoken to us. We've been enlightened by the word we got. And then we got a confirmation when we got to church. Our man of God gave us a confirmation because you come to the house of God. You get confirmation. You get revelation. You get information. We got a confirmation. We've been enlightened. We embrace. Now, here we go. The next one, the the fifth um, stage is now you're empowered. You're empowered now. Because now you're not walking in darkness. Because I meditated day and night. Night and day, I know what to do. I've encouraged. I've inquired. I've been enlightened. I've been inspired. Now I've embraced it. And embracing it, now i got to do something. Now I'm empowered. And now i got this courage now. Yeah, now i got this courage. Because I heard what God said. I heard God told me to do it. Now I'm, now I, I'm empowered. Now I can, uh, watch this. Now I can make my own way prosperous. Mm-hmm. Now I can make my way because I've been encouraged by the word. I've inquired of God. I've been enlightened through the word of God. I've embraced what God has for me. I've embraced the assignment. Because it doesn't look impossible anymore. I can tell you everything that looks impossible to you is because you haven't been encouraged yourself. You haven't inquired. You haven't been enlightened. You're already trying to figure it out and don't see how it can be done. You've written it off. I can tell you anywhere you're not prosperous. Anything that you think you are not succeeding at. Anything you heard and dream, and you, that dream is somewhere sitting on the shelf collecting dust because you're afraid to pick it up. It just seems like it's too big for you, but it's not too big for you. You just haven't gone through the stages of cultivation. You're not walking in all of this in this church. You're not walking in all of Harvest Church without a man of God who at some point started in something much smaller. And he was found faithful with the little. And what did he do? He had to encourage himself. He had to get isolated. He had to meditate. Well, if God did it with him, the model's in front of us. So why don't you turn off your television, your radio, your cell phone, your iPad, and all your followers, and go somewhere and meditate. And get the word from God. And let all your followers see you. And let them follow you wherever you're going. And stop trying to take them with you. Because you don't have all the answers yet. You're not finished. And go back into meditation. And when you arrive, then open up the door and say, come on in. Let me tell you what I did. I'm sorry. I was hard on the followers uh, Sunday. What did she say Sunday? She's so nice today. I had some time to listen to myself. Oh, my gosh, I had some time to listen to myself, and I laughed at myself. After you encourage, after you inquire, after you are enlightened by what God has said and his promises, then you embrace it. Now I'm empowered. Now you're ready to enforce. Now those shoulders are back. Here's the courage. Now you're ready to enforce it. I know God said it. 
Now, now that's that person who showed up Sunday. That's that person. Be strong, Donna Hal. Be strong in the Lord Harvest Church. And you got your whip out because you're going to enforce it. And anybody who gets in your way, because David went back, because God said, yeah, you go. Should I pursue? Go. Pursue. Recover all. There's that all. So David took off. 600 men with him. Now, they were crying and mad at him one stone him. 200 of them said, we're not going. So when you get to the, the level of enforcement, you need to be understand you might lose some people along the way. Because you meditated on the word. You got the word. You inquired of God. You embraced the assignment. You were enlightened. Then you are the one got to run. I told you, leave your followers. Because it's on you. It's on you. You can't take everybody right at the start. It's on you. After you encourage, what's the next one? Then you what? Inquire. After you inquire, you are enlightened. After you're enlightened, you're what? You embrace the assignment. After you embrace, you're what? You're empowered. After you're empowered, you're ready to enforce. The last one, you experience. You experience the promises, and then you have good success. Wow, what an amazing message. Thank you for listening to our Pathway to Faith broadcast. If you're ever in the Kansas City metro area, join Bishop and Dr. Howe at Harvest Church International Outreach, 4300 North Corrington Avenue, Kansas City, Missouri, 64117. Or catch our services live online at www.harvestchurchkc.org. Be blessed.